everybody, and welcome to Powerful Stuff. This is the stuff of power that you didn't know you needed, guys. And after two weeks with some really powerful guests, number one being my husband, Spencer, and number two being my dear new bestie, Aliki, I'm back with a little solo episode, and we're going to process some stuff in real time together because what are friends for? What are listeners and podcast hosts for? You know, we're going through this journey together. So the thing that's top of mind for me for this episode today is focus on who is and not who isn't. Focus on what is and not what isn't. And you might be like, Meredith, what do you mean by that? This is so mysterious. Don't worry, we're going to demystify it all in today's episode. Of course, with our signature meditation and journaling questions at the end, but I don't need to tell you guys that. You guys are pros. Um, so what I mean when I say focus on what is and who is and not who isn't, uh, in my experience company with my co-founder, Eric, at more of that, we always have this expression of like, focus on who comes to our events. Don't think about the people who didn't come to our events because there's always like friends that, you know, we wish would show up to our events and enjoy our events. And we think they'd actually really like our events if they came and they never come. Um, and rather than dwell on those people that aren't there, focus on all the friends or the new people or the friends who brought friends who did come. And that's kind of been our motto at all of our events, like focus on who is, not who isn't, um, which allows us to return to gratitude for the people that do show up, that are there, that are co-creating that moment with us. And that allows us to set the intention for the event that everything's unfolding perfectly. Who is meant to be here is exactly who is meant to be here. So before I get too into it, that's kind of giving us the gist. Let's take our three breaths. Let's sync our cycles. Let's just do the whole thing. Okay. So closing your eyes, just ah, arriving, releasing the weekend, whether you went out with friends, you stayed home, you had too much screen time, you were totally disconnected and feel aligned, whatever you're feeling, just allowing it, taking a deep breath in, breathing in the present moment, open mouth, exhale, sighing it out. Second breath in, breathing in what is present with you, what is in the room with you right now. And exhale, releasing, letting that wash over you. And then third and deepest breath in, breathing in that inner trust, that deep knowing that everything is unfolding exactly as it is meant to unfold for you and thus everyone around you. As you open back up your eyes, coming back into this space, starting to think about, or I'll start by sharing my anecdote, and then we can all think about it together. Um, yeah, lately I've been um, thinking, you know, it's kind of this winter moment, this wintering over moment, this period of hibernation where everyone is you know, working on themselves, cocooning. It's been raining in LA. So a lot of people have been keeping home in solitary. And as an extrovert, 
extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert? I think I'm an extroverted introvert or I'm extroverted with sometimes desires to be introverted. Um, you know, I've enjoyed some of this cocooning time, but then I've also had this desire to like get out, to go be with friends, to like have fun experiences, to go plan hikes. Um, and especially maybe an even deeper sense of urgency, if I'm being honest, because Spencer and I are going to take a longer trip later this year, like an extended honeymoon where we'll still be remote working, but we're going to motorcycle from Portugal to Vietnam. And so it has this like precious feeling for me when it comes to the weekends of like, I want to do stuff with friends. I want to be connected. I want to be like hanging out with people um, because it feels like, you know, I only have X amount of weekends left before Spencer and I go on this big journey and I want to like savor every, every moment in Venice Beach. Um, and it's like that song. It's like, at the end of Armageddon, don't want to close my eyes, don't want to fall asleep. Anyways, I don't know what made me think of that song, but I'm like, that's how I feel about my Venice Beach weekends. Um, and the last few weekends, I feel like I had been, um, you know, being the one instigating a lot of plans and reaching out to a, like a lot of friends and, um, there have been like a few really good friends who are very, very good and reciprocal at kind of like also texting me, sending me invites, making plans, which I really appreciate. But I felt kind of like this, you know, like maybe back to this little ping of like middle school Meredith with some of my other friends who are like, oh, I can't, sorry. Or like, oh, I have something else, but they like don't extend the invitation to me. So I have like you know, this feeling of like my tail in between my legs of like, wait, like I try to bite you to everything. Like, can you extend this invitation to me too? Like I could come with you to that thing. Um, and it's so funny because I found myself, uh, my inner Meredith, like having a little moment of feeling like, um, a desire for things to be different for me to have a ton of invitations for me to be having a full social schedule. And when I notice this feeling coming up, um, it usually means like, you know, little Meredith, there's a part of her that's not being acknowledged because we can't control what other people do and nothing is personal, as we all know from the four agreements. So I have to check in with my inner little Meredith and I'm like, okay, I, I see that you're feeling like left out. Why are you feeling left out? Well, they're not, and, and like inner little Meredith is like, well, they're not making time for me. And, okay, why aren't they making time for you? I don't know, like, you, but I want them to want to hang out with me. And it's funny because then when I kind of go through this inner dialogue exercise with my inner self, if we follow the work of Byron Katie, which kind of has you replace like they should with like I should, right? We're, we're projecting our desires, what we wish other people would do. So when I replace like they should want to hang out with me to I should want to hang out with me, it was like, that was a great light bulb moment of like in these moments where I am alone, where I don't have, you know, a ton of social things going on. These are moments that I could hang out with me more instead of reaching for other people to hang out with me. I could go on a rollerblading date. I could sit without my phone and journal or think of a new song. I could take a bath without my phone in there. So I'm not scrolling. Like it was this reminder of 
you know, even though I do meditate and have more mindfulness moments, you know, baked into my life than before, um, that there was opportunity for me to be even more present with myself. And not only that, but when I was focusing on all of the quote unquote, like friends or people who weren't hanging out with me, who weren't sending me the invites or whatever, uh, I was not um, paying attention to the gratitude that was all around me for the friends and the people that were extending invites that were coming to the things that I was um inviting people to and being super grateful for it. And so I was like, instead of focusing on what I don't want, because, you know, what is that expression? Attention goes, energy flows where attention goes. Like I was so busy focused on like the the friends or the people that I kind of knew aren't like super instigators for things. Um, I was kind of focusing on those people and, um, why I wasn't getting the invite to like whatever they were doing. Um, And then I kept obviously knowing that if I saw their story or whatever, that I would be triggered by it. And so I'm like, why am I sitting here focusing on it when I could be celebrating and doubling down on all the people and all the things that are present with me right now? And so I like sent messages of gratitude, uh, thanking friends that I had great hangs with that week. I had a really nice um, walk with a friend who is kind of a instigator like me. Like I really, she's a new friend and I really appreciate how she always goes out of her way to um, like create amazing groups of women to meet each other and um, always includes me in these like new experiences. So like I had a great heart to heart with her and told her like how meaningful that was for me as someone who also like goes out of their way to create plans for people. And so I really started like focusing on what is and I returned to my book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. She wrote The Secret and The Magic is like a 30 day gratitude practice. So you can, um, you know, every day read a chapter and focus on the things that you're grateful for. And it has a different gratitude practice every day. And so with this gratitude practice too, just like doubling down on all the people that were showing up for me, all the things in my life that were going well. And this is a lesson, guys, that I've learned time and time again. I learned it at my wedding with like focus on who is there with me versus who isn't like in like the little moments, you know? And focus on what is, it doesn't just have to be people, right? It can be focus on what is going right instead of all the things that are going wrong. And so when I started doing that this last week, I started to feel a shift. And I also started to get like more invites from the people that I was like, fuck yeah, I love this person. And I'm so glad that they're in my life and that we're, you know, both givers and my, um, or, and not to say like, the other people aren't, but maybe it's like energies, as we say in Venice, are resonating in a different way where they're focusing their energy on other friendships and allowing that to be okay and accepting that and choosing then to direct my energy to the friendships, to people, the things that are inspiring and lighting me up. Um, but yeah, so the other thing I was going to say, guys, is that as I started to do this, as I started to focus on these people, as I started to focus on all the things that were going right, I started to notice this loosening grip around my heart of not feeling, of feeling like 
releasing that the thought that I was owed anything, releasing the thought that like, oh, I invited these people to this, so they should invite me to this. And just kind of finding a deep acceptance and peace with that. And also a release of like what I was trying to control. So I was no longer trying to, you know, control or hope that I got an invite to this thing, which is so funny, guys, because this is something that I've worked through in my 20s. But we notice it flaring up every now and then. And, you know, we're mostly healed, but things keep revisiting us as an invitation to heal them more deeply. So I welcome that invitation with deep humility and an open heart this week. And um, yeah, and as I started focusing more on who is there and who is showing up, um, it I felt like I got you know, more and more of an upward positive spiral from that and from what was happening in my life. And coincidentally, last night we had a more of that event um, and it was an acoustic storytelling night and I was going to be performing and I had curated this other amazing um, lineup of performers and I really wanted a bunch of my friends to come and um, because it was the last time I'd be performing as a 32-year-old before I turned 33. And yeah, and I just haven't performed in a hot minute and I really wanted some friends there. And um again, I return to that, like focus on who is here, who does show up versus who doesn't and trust that it's happening perfectly. And it made me so appreciative for the people who carved their time out of their Saturday night to come uh, experience the acoustic event that we put on. It made me so appreciative for my deep friend, Christiana, Christiana, who... um brought her dog Poshko, who was his first, it was his first more of that event. Such a good boy. Um, and it made me deeply appreciative of people who brought their friends who showed up and, you know, were people that I didn't know, but they took a chance on coming to our more of that event that night. And yeah, I feel like that's been the lesson for me, um, the last few weeks. And it reminds me of this, uh, feedback loop that I learned at Hoffman at the Hoffman process, this um, one week, you know, reparenting retreat, which is amazing in Petaluma. You guys, loyal listeners, quote unquote, have probably heard me talk about it before. Um, and I also teach my current clients uh, feedback loops of like, if we believe we're not enough, then if something triggering happens, like, um, let's say the trigger is, yeah, like I find out so-and-so is hanging out without me or like so-and-so and so-and-so is hanging out without me. If I don't believe I'm enough, then the story that I could go into is, um, you know, oh, they don't like hanging out with me. Um, I don't feel like cool enough for them or they don't think I'm cool enough. And then maybe your reaction then is to like pull away and like ghost them or to like try harder to like prove that you are indeed worthy of like their hangout time, uh, which then probably like pushes them away even more because it's coming from a place of needing to be validated versus like actually having fun and connecting, which then reinforces I am not enough. Um, And I definitely had moments of being in that throughout the years. And this, this last season or a few weeks that I'm talking about, I wouldn't say I reacted that way, but I was saying I I would say that I noticed it starting to come on. And that's when I doubled down on my self-work, on my journaling, on spending time with myself, on returning to gratitude, um, and replaced it with this positive feedback loop, which I feel like I'm living in and hopefully you guys are too. Uh, and that is like if I believe I am enough, then even though the trigger might be the same, right? Like let's say yeah, these two people hang out without me. Um, if I believe I am enough, then maybe I'm just, 
indifferent that they're hanging out. Or maybe I'm curious. Oh, that's so cool. They connected. I wonder why they connected. Or maybe I'm curious, like, um, you know, oh, I wonder, like, if I did something or could be more proactive to reach out to either of them and get included next time. Or you could maybe think like, oh, that's great that they're hanging out and um, and like I see they're going in this direction and I actually feel like I'm going in this direction for, with these other people. And then maybe your reaction is to uh, invest more in yourself or invest more in another friendship that's bringing you joy lately, which reinforces I am enough. Or maybe it uh, invites you to like, um, you know, be like, oh, I wonder if I'm being a reciprocal friend to that person. And maybe you send them a proactive text, but from a place of like unconditional love, which again, reinforces I am enough. I hope I didn't lose you guys on that feedback loop because I usually write it out in a circle. Um, but the whole point is that when we know that we're enough and we deeply know this on a cellular level, then we're able to be completely at peace with who is or who isn't there. And we know that nothing is personal and that, you know, everyone else is doing what they need to do to show up 100% in their life and that whoever is meant to be with us right now is going to be the perfect teacher, the perfect conversation, the perfect lesson that we needed to hear in this very moment. Um, so yeah, I just kind of share these hodgepodge of feelings out loud. Um, as I was thinking about them these last weeks, you know, as we've all kind of been cocooning through the winter, um, yeah, as a reminder to myself, when I start to feel that like, oh, those people are hanging out or why didn't I get this invite? It's like, what does little Meredith need? And how can I remind her that she is enough? How can I spend quality time with her? How can we return to gratitude to focus on who is and on what is? And the more we focus on like what we want, it's like we're telling the universe we're putting an order in with Amazon, so to speak, saying, yes, I want more of this. Like, keep sending me this. This is what I love. Or these are the kind of people that I love. So I'm going to keep investing in them. And again, going back to attention flows where energy goes. Okay, y'all. So we'll do a little meditation, little meditation. Um, and then we'll break it down with our journaling questions. This is, um, yeah, we're getting close to my birthday next week, which I'll tell you guys, I'll do a birthday episode, not just on my musings, but how to commemorate your own birthday when you want some solo reflective time. But anyways, let's get to the meditation today. Let's stay present. Um, so go ahead and closing your eyes, taking a deep breath in and open mouth exhale. Another deep breath in and exhaling it out. And third and deepest breath in. And exhale. And as you slow your breath down, let a smile come to your lips. Start to bring your awareness into your heart space. Our heart space is our Anahata Chakra, our center point where we connect to ourself and others. I'm just noticing what your connection to yourself feels like right now. Are you fully present with yourself in full awareness? 
of what you need right now, what would make you feel the most you, the most seen and the most heard by you in this moment? And just asking your inner self what they need from you right now. What do they need to feel acknowledged by you? Trusting whatever your inner self, whatever your heart says. And assuring your inner self you will indeed help them get that. You're not going anywhere. And then starting to call forth like the people or the things that you've been triggered by or you're, you know, kind of focusing on the ones that that aren't there or who aren't showing up. We're just going to do this part briefly, but just seeing them, sending them love, knowing that they have to do their own journey right now, that you both aren't fully in each other's journey in the same way you were for whatever reason at this moment in time. And as you're sending them love, seeing them get smaller and smaller and smaller, like they're fading away and away and away, peacefully sending them love as their vision becomes smaller and smaller and smaller, like they are just becoming a speck on the horizon. And once they become a speck on the horizon, just feeling that spaciousness, that allowance of what's meant to be here perfectly. And as you sit in this allowance and spaciousness, then start to send call forth an image of the people who are showing up for you right now or the things that are going well right now. Starting to see them as a flickering speck on the horizon. And as they start to become a flickering speck on the horizon for all the people and all the things that are showing up for you right now, starting to send them love, seeing them swell, growing bigger and bigger and bigger being called forth with all of this love that you're sending them. And as you send them all this love, feel it reflected back to you, whether it's the people, the things in your life that are going right, your health could be um, a positive interaction that you have with someone at work or a barista or just all these little things and moments, starting to see them all populate like they're lighting up this road toward you and your vision. And as you send them gratitude, feel it reflected back to you in the form of bright golden light, feeling yourself absorb that, feeling you send it back to them, sending it back to you, elevating you, bringing a smile deeper and deeper into your lips, lifting the crown of your head taller and taller until all of these things are right in front of you. These things and these people who are showing up for you, who are there, who are loving and supporting all around you giving them a big thank you, telling them how much it means to you, telling them your commitment to nurturing and investing in this relationship, this positive momentum if it's a thing, 
feeling it go into the earth beneath you, elevating soil, creating fertile soil, lifting you and them even more. And then seeing your own face appear in front of you. Making this commitment to your present self. Telling your present self how proud you are of them. How you are already so grateful for their company. And you continue to look forward to more. Bring your hands to your heart to breathe this in. And exhale this feeling of gratitude, of focusing on what is, focusing on who is out. Feeling centered as you breathe in, saying to the universe, yes, more of this. Exhaling it out. Third and deepest breath breath in, breathing in this gratitude. And exhale, opening your eyes, coming back into this room. And I like to say that we manifest powerfully when we focus on what we do want. When we come from a place of gratitude, I even have a gratitude to manifest breath work. So the advice I'm giving myself this week, and I hope that you'll take with me, is to return to gratitude, to have a gratitude rampage, um, as Abraham Hicks would say, if you guys are familiar with Abraham Hicks, who's this like spiritual teacher uh, whose videos on YouTube I listen to sometimes. But yeah, gratitude rampage, where you just list off all the amazing little things that you're grateful for. Like, I'm grateful that my husband and I went on a to a yurt on Friday night in Topanga. I'm grateful that we got to dance under the full moon. I'm grateful that I have a husband who can be goofy with me like that. I'm grateful that we performed at more of that and that 50 people came out to see us. I'm grateful that some people had never been exposed to more of that before and they came anyways. I'm grateful that I got to do Pilates with a friend today. And when I start to remind myself of all the things I'm grateful for, I'm like, wait, okay, yeah, everything's good. All those other things are just like little little flare-ups that are uh, an invitation to return to gratitude, or as Marianne Williamson would say, a return to love, which is one of my favorite books. So with that, your journaling question is, um, what are the things that you do already have in your life that you want more of? What are the things that you do already have in your life that are going well that you're grateful for? Why are you grateful for them? And why do you want more of that? And then who are the people in your life who are reciprocal, inspiring, lifting you up, showing up for you? And how can you be reciprocal, inspiring, and show up for them? How can you tell them, yes, I want more of this? So which which friends, which people, which people in the community or people in your orbit do you love interacting with? And how can you cultivate even more of those interactions, even more of that depth? And then your final task is to send someone who is showing up for you, who you are grateful for, a little note, a little gratitude note. Tell them why you're grateful for them, how them showing up for you, what it's meant for you, and how you plan to pass it forward. Okay, guys, this was a shorty but goody. Um, I'm so grateful that we got to process this together this fine Sunday evening. I'm going to run out to the beach now and catch the sunset because what a grateful moment to be doing this um, 
coming out of some powerful stuff with you guys for reals. And I will see you next week for more powerful stuff. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Stuff Podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker and Eileen Legiu. We hope that you learn some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life. And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more Powerful Stuff. stuff.